0: What's up, guys? What's um, damn. <laughs> my bad. I just came in and uh, broke the studio, but welcome to the Band- Bamboo and Tim podcast. I, I'm here,
1: too, but uh, I, uh, I'm i a little behind on what we're doing for the next segment, so uh, Noah's uh, my fill-in replacement. My Eskimo
0: brother. Oh, that might be a hint toward Tim's top songs of the year. Oh, actually? I don't think is going to make it. Did Iron Sherman Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> interesting interesting so uh, how are you doing today bro um good yeah um yeah just going over the top i was actually gonna um i was waiting for several weeks um to hear tim's opinion on her loss but uh he didn't listen to it i did
1: li- I, okay here okay i gotta defend myself here right from the bat okay i, I thought i was not gonna be in this i defended myself <laughs> i did listen to it but i didn't like Continue listening to it. So when you told me to listen to it for the podcast, I did. I stepped up. I listened to it top to finish. And oh wait, I actually do have an opinion on it. Actually, I thought you were talking about Drake's other album. Actually, I I actually was forgetting. It was the one with Twenty One Savage, right? Is it? Yeah. That is. Oh yeah, that is the one. The, the it's her loss, right? Mm-hmm. Let's start right off the bat. Okay, actually, I I do have an opinion on this. I have. A, I totally. I totally was just forgetting. It was a while ago. I listened to it, like, one time through. But I think I got all the information I need, actually, to give an opinion. Because I do remember I was listening to it for the podcast. Because you texted me, right? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's all coming back. It's all coming back. Album art? Complete garbage. He nailed the album art on his last album, which has been a proven fact now. Iconic pregnant lady emoji. Fire. I called that from the start. From the get. You know that's right. Is that right? Um... Let's,
0: let's keep certified here, lover boy take.
1: Iconic, so, okay? If, it, if you don't think so yet, you're going to think so in a year or two. I was ahead of the curve, you know? I said that it wasn't that good of an album art, but it's an iconic album art, which makes it good, and I still stand by that opinion. This album art is trash, okay? Who the hell is this? I don't know anything about it. It's not aesthetically pleasing. It's not, like, iconic. Man, disappointing album art, especially coming off such an iconic one last year. Also, Duo 21 Savage Drake... I don't know how you're gonna feel about this opinion. I I thought it was I thought it was mid, absolute mid, midbusters on it. I think I thought that it was just um, I thought it was Drake being okay. It was like it was like a Drake album featuring Twenty One Savage too. Like a lot of the songs didn't even have him, disappointing. And Twenty One Savage, I don't know. I just felt like he wasn't on his like game on this album. I didn't. I wasn't feeling it when he came in. It wasn't hidden for me. And when Drake came in with the choruses and stuff. It wasn't hitting for me. It all just felt really mediocre. I didn't want to go back and listen to any of it. I just was like, whatever. Even the song with Travis Scott, which I was so hyped for. Travis Scott, Drake, Drake 21. Like, how can they miss? And somehow, they just made a mid-song. I didn't think those three could make a mid-song, bro. But I mean, I don't know. I haven't gone back to it. I wasn't trying to add any of them to my playlist. I was super excited for the album, too, when it was announced, when it got released. Nathan was like, you got to listen to it. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm already on it. I'm going to listen to it. And then I even forgot I listened to it when we when we were talking about it because it was mid in my opinion. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Well, I actually heard the uh, the album like the night it came out with Noah. And yeah, we pretty much had the same experience when I first heard it. And actually, I texted you, I think that weekend. um, Basically, I had like all the same thoughts as you, but i did just like leave it leave like what okay what shocked me and i don't know if i'm like you relate to this or what shocked me was i was scouring every corner of the internet and no one was saying anything bad about this album really very I strange so, in, so i was in it. um i'm in like a drake discord everyone was like this is like prime drake like this is like like this is better than like the the best thing he's dropped since views. Hip hop heads on Reddit like they were eating it up. They said like this is like Drake's competitive again. Like he's making good music again. Wow, I was not expecting that. Nope, wasn't expecting I it. I was not expecting that. The comment sections were all ever on the, all the YouTube videos he was dropping. Like nothing bad about it. Like completely, complete opposite of the comment sections for like honestly, never mind or certified lover boy. And I was like, so perplexed because I was like, what am I not hearing? Because I felt exactly like you did. I was like, this is like mid loss. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's it's so um, I don't know, you know, like I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. The Travis song. Yeah, it was very underwhelming. I felt like the mixing was very like amateurish too. It didn't sound like didn't sound like that, like um, that clean, like Drake mix. You get like it sounded very like sloppy and thrown together. Yeah, and like yeah, it did feel like Twenty One like started off, and, and honestly, it sounded really corny with a lot of the beginnings, like the Twenty One, can you do, do some, some for me?
1: <laughs> that actually is the only song that I thought was
0: actually good too. Like when I listened to done, as a, as an girl. opening
1: song though that like got me into it like i remember that was like kind of a good hook i felt like because even though it was like kind of cringe probably not a re-listened to song though it was like oh yeah 21 savage and drake are together like oh yeah i see the vibes yeah. i see the vibes you know and then it's like that i feel like that energy was but not, compared to like not jimmy cooks
0: dude yeah or knife talk exactly that's, this was just that's like exactly a what major I'm talking about. major letdown and like noah was like this your boy, dude? And I was like, dude, I swear, next song's gonna be better. And the next song was Major Distribution. And I'm that like, that was what? trash. I, was like, I literally laughed this? that song. We were laughing. I was like, yeah, we had the same experience. And I was like, what is this? Like, um, I don't know. Everything sounded like just bad, you know? Um, but everyone liked it. And I couldn't get that out of my head that, like, people unironic, I thought it was ironic, but no, like, it literally, yeah. like, widely widely loved like everyone loved this and they were like this is prime drake competitive drake i'm like okay as like a drake fan you know i couldn't just like let that slide I i've loved just, like, every
1: single drake album i think for the past 10 years pretty much i don't know if there's anyone that i was like i didn't listen to the shit out of like drake's always yeah.
0: in my top you know yeah. i'm that meme
1: drake 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 you know what i mean yeah
0: and i, I was like okay so you know as someone who does consume like so much of his music i was like i gotta i gotta at least like give this album a chance to see what everyone is saying about this you know because like i i was just like intrigued by how positive the reception was and so i started listening to it and like it started out with just like a couple songs i like like i like more m's um i like privileged rappers you know, um, middle of the ocean. And then that list started growing as I was just like going back to it. Um, you know, like I started adding like Circo loco or like, um, spin about you. And then eventually, like, I would just look at what songs people were like really hyped about and I'd like really listen to it and be like, okay, maybe it's okay. And I would just like leave it on my rotation and not gonna lie, man, in like a month's time, I I'd basically I'd added like the whole album like basically the whole album had grown on me and i was like even like the dumb ones like major like it was like i don't those were one some of the last ones for me to get into but yeah honestly like i don't i've never had this experience with drake where like it took me this long to have to like it um usually like he's one of those artists that like i just kind of like it from the beginning yeah or like it's just kind of mid from the beginning and like most people agree like clb They were like the good CLB songs, like Champagne Poetry, Fair Trade, you know, Knife Talk. Fair Trade is fire. Fair Fair Trade's one of his best songs, in my opinion, like in the decade. Oh, yeah. Like for sure. Like this new decade. That's why I saw
1: Travis Scott on there too. I was like Pussy in Millions. I was like so hyped for it. Which actually, that's the only song from the entire album that I kind of got into because I was like, bring on the
0: problems. Yeah, that one's good. Bring
1: on the motherfucking problems. Like It's actually pretty good. It hits, but it's not knife talk it's not jimmy cooks it's not in my opinion any of those like top ones that are like iconic i don't know
0: yeah like okay this part like this take i think is still like i'll still stand by even after liking the album i still think jimmy cooks is better than the whole album yeah and that's like after me liking the whole album i still think jimmy cooks is like way better like that song's like crazy um but yeah i don't know her loss like i i like it you know it took me a a while it's a weird album in that way where like i don't know why it took that long you know for me to like it um but yeah dude that's why i want to ask you about it because i was like it's just such a strange it's one of those unique drake albums where i was like it's so mid and then it like kind of grew i guess like views had something like that but views like actually just had like a higher level of quality views was kind
1: of like before our time too Right, like I mean, I listened to the Views when it came out. When like, did, it, when did Views come out? 2016. Okay, then I probably yeah. did too. I guess I don't know why I
0: feel like that was
1: before I was. I don't know,
0: but yeah, I, know, I guess yeah. that did come out. Um, I don't know. Like when I first heard her loss, I felt like even just like Dark Lane demo tapes had like just a higher stamp of quality to it. Like the mix was so clean. The songs were just way better. And honestly, I feel like the more I listen to her loss, the more I actually should have gone into it or should have realized that he had, like, a different vision for this one. Like, the old ones are so, like, crisp and clean and, like, radio-ready. And this one was more, like, him and 21 having fun. Like, you can tell that he's not, like, making these songs to blow up. He's making these because it's, like, I like these songs. It felt very, like, Bamba and Tim-esque, you know? Where it's, like... Interesting. They're just kind of, like making music together having fun but then they're also like by having fun by being inspired again he's making like really good songs so once i started getting in that mode of like wait drakes in is like his soundcloud era he's not gonna go like the extra mile to go mix this thing well he's just like having fun you know like kind of on that like kind of like that soundcloud era kind of rapper kind of vibe and once i kind of got in that vibe i was like okay he's like actually kind of in his bag you know yeah but, what do you, what yeah. did you
1: feel about Twenty One Savage's performance on the album? On the album?
0: I thought it was good, but you know, you know <laughs> what? Uh, not to switch topics, but not Twenty One was it was good on her loss. It was like it was good. Um, I I'm more of a Drake fan than Twenty One fan, so to see Drake feat Twenty One basically on like a lot of yeah. songs, I did not mind that. That said, I think Twenty One was saving up his like superhero like energy for Heroes and Villains, the new Metro Boomin album. Like every twenty one song, one a good listen. Every twenty one song on Heroes and Villains, dude, you can tell that this guy was like, you could see where his priorities were, dude. And yeah. I don't, I don't blame him. Metro Boomin is crazy, bro. He. I listen to some songs from that album. Yeah. I'm excited
1: to listen to the rest of it because that album is great. I already, i only listened to a few songs and I was like, man, this is great. And I wasn't even planning on listening to it though. I just saw it pop up. It you felt know?
0: like twenty one, like was kind of. It's kind of like going with the Bam Tim analogy again. 21 was like on like his main bag in heroes and villains and then his like bamba and tim bag like kind of like having fun on her loss but his real like effort was in like heroes and villains it was crazy 21 savage
1: for me is so hit or miss like i feel like um i'm i don't even i don't even know he had a good year this year though in my opinion he had a good year uh, he he definitely had a good year. but I think that like, you know, sometimes when I listen to twenty one Savage, it's like this guy is absolutely garbage. He doesn't say, he and he tries like the hard thing too where he's like, oh, I'm a killer, you know i'm I'm going around, I'm killing people. you know what I mean? And ever since I saw him live at that car show, when he was an introverted live weirdo too. and you know? he is introverted
0: Never and, all and once, I, once i
1: saw that uh, about him which i understand he's on a stage and stuff too so it's a little different but like it's hard for me to listen to those bars unless he's like on point you know what i mean like where it's like sometimes sometimes he comes out and he's on point like he he i, I think it's like that like rock star energy you know with the post malone rock star 21 savage you know that like um that energy that he has on like that song and on like Knife Talk and on Jimmy Cooks is like sometimes polar opposite to what he gives in some of these songs. Like on on Drake's album, where it's like, I don't know, it's like it's like little kid energy almost. I don't even know how to describe it. Where it's like, it just doesn't sound he he like kind of like um his voice is higher pitch. You know what I mean? Where it's like I liked it when he was like. Very chill, mellow, very, like, in the beat. You know what I mean? Very, like, deep voice, like, in the beat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've been in the hills, fucking superstars, feeling like a, You know what I mean? 21, 21, 21. And the ad-libs got to be on point with him, too. Like, for him to make a good song, in my opinion, is, like, a lot harder than someone like Drake for me to like it. It's, like, he has to have, like, the ad-libs on point, voice on point, flow on point, and then it can be fire, but if it's not it's just so average to me to hear 21 savage sometimes um and i think i am a little bit bigger of a fan than you are because i got into his actual projects like at the time a lot more and even on his actual projects he just had like standout songs like numb and and uh what was the other one um he, those x t- a- x yeah that but there's another one from that album i really like too it was numb and it was i don't know there's another one on that album i really like but um yeah that was a that was a good one um did you have any other thoughts on the album because i wanted to bring up a new life update that's great that i really want to talk to you about let's talk about life update nathan has gone into the trenches of normandy and he has came out the other side not knowing where he stands yet because he has to wait till january but this man is done with his first year of law school first semester yeah sorry (laughs) First semester of law school. First year. I guess technically first year because you're not going to go back till 2023. Mm. Boom. Gotcha. On a technicality. I was Mm. right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But what did you think about it? What are your thoughts now? Do you feel like free now? Your life is probably a complete polar opposite to how it was a week ago. So um, how does it feel like that transition? I have so many questions. I feel good. It's good to be (laughs) off. Yeah. Yeah great answer. Great answer. <laughs> I asked a very simple question. He gave a very simple answer. Great insight to your life. What was the amazing? What, what was the most challenging part about your first semester in law school? Was it having to deny all the babes that came up to you trying to absolutely. get
0: absolutely? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the Asian stereotype, bro, we got um a lot. We're packing a lot, you know. Oh yeah, we're, that's the stereotype. Yeah, the stereotype is, um, is that you're packing. We're, we're packing. We're, yeah. What Noah said. Yeah, you know? we're we're like, uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, hardest part about law school was, I think balancing everything, like, um, you know, like walking to class, like having the textbooks and
1: having to like you know not drop them on the floor and yeah. Like, yeah sure yeah like putting one on my hands. head like yeah, yeah
0: one my like i was like hopping on one foot you know because right. another one like balancing on my toe <laughs> yeah yeah but what what do you have to balance um i think just like like my like my 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 uh, spiritual life like my personal life like my school life and i think like also like my mental health too because i'm like also working on that so you know and obviously like just trying to have fun, like stuff like listening to her loss or you know what I'm saying, like doing stuff like that or even like making playing it TK. out to BJs or wherever we're going. Exactly, yeah. And I feel like the balancing part, it's not like high school where like you're just trying to get it all done. But in law school there's this pressure where you see like and I'm sure like a lot of law students can relate, but you see like people making this like their everything because it is like their career and there's a lot of money involved. Like if you do really well, you can really land like some good, like big law kind of like internships or opportunities. So, you know, a lot of people like, it's very serious. A lot of people you see, like just, just like running circles around you just because like they, that's, that's all they do. Like they literally like, they wake up, it's all law school the whole day they go sleep and maybe they have like one day off. But for someone like me, like I ain't really rocking with that. Cause it's like, you are trying to keep a balance. I'm trying to keep a balance. Like I so, don't really believe in that. And also like my aspirations aren't the same as them. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to go to big law and like make like 200 grand. Like I'm just trying to like be a lawyer at like a really, really like small firm and make like 60, 70 a year. And that's, uh, that's fine with me, you know? So it's a good gig, good different, gig. different aspirations. <clears throat> um, yeah. But when you look at that, especially as someone like me, who's like been like in like a competitive environment before and did thrive off of that. But since then, like I've kind of changed and I value like I just value like, you know, like God and like my family and like my friends and like, you know, the here and now a lot more rather than like those like career stuff. Like, I still care about it, but in, in like, a responsible way. Not in, like, a I have to be at the top anymore. But I think letting go of that was very difficult my first semester. Because I'm used to still, like, being able to BS it. Or still being able to give, like, my half effort. And I'm still, like, generally toward the top. But law school is different. Like, you really, like. Yeah, that's very interesting. The people at the top, like, they, I mean, they earned it. But they're also, like. They're they're just straight up like, first of all, smarter because so much of it is memorization, and so if you just which have is a good, smarter in a way that
1: naturally, naturally never, natural never utilize, yeah, yeah,
0: because it's like it's like um, my professor used to tell me he's like um, like being a good law student and being a good lawyer are two completely different things. It's different skills, different I don't know, like um, mindsets and like you know, and he said you could. Be a good law student, like by like brute force, but you can't be a good lawyer unless you're like born to be one, basically. So and I know a lot of lawyers who were successfully like went to pretty bad schools and like are now pretty successful.
1: Dude, I feel like it's like that's the case for every single school. You right. know what I mean? And every single career. There's like very few careers. I feel like maybe doctor is still one of them. I don't know. But I feel like every career that I've seen the, the how you do in school has no correlation to how you're going to actually do in the job performance, you know. Right. And so what I have a question for you though too is that before the semester started on the podcast you were talking about how the best law students can do a 40-hour work week is was your research before and the worst it's their entire life, right? And you know, in time management where do you think that you fare now after your first semester on that? Like, well, how much was your work week hours wise? Not finals, but you know.
0: So I think I had to um, adjust my mindset mm. after like, um, I'm still chewing
1: my. Yeah, no worries. Just saying something else too, is that uh, regarding like the, the work and, you know, school work and stuff is we were also discussing that, you know, the, the bar exam is going to be obsolete and the bar exam, they're getting rid of it one year after you're going to have to take it. That's the funniest shit I've ever heard. And you mm-hmm. called
0: it on the text thread. Like I can pull up the text thread. Cause everything gets canceled a year after I take it. What's the other thing I got
1: canceled? The SAT and the uh,
0: ACT and then yeah. the LSAT.
1: Well, I had to take the SAT and I was a year after you. So, um, it it must've been two years, right? Didn't know we'll have like, to take the SAT? um he didn't wow so yeah so i think it was the year after me because i took the sat yeah yeah i don't so- know or they
0: started changing it like yeah. talking about changing it after you or yeah. like and then now it's like gone well it's not like gone like you could still take it i don't know it's the impossible. difference
1: was that you cared about the sat and i just went in. i took one practice and took it so it was like yeah, yeah. You know, i didn't really care about getting a high score on it but yeah
0: yeah i i think i had to reframe my <clears throat> i was very when i look back at me kind of like wanting to do that 40 hour thing and like it's he's right but i think i was like more scared like i was putting too much fear on that 40 hours too much fear on not doing 40 hours like i was like oh that sounds like a torturous life but then i didn't realize that you know the 40-hour work week the guys who like are able to do that yeah they are like pretty good students usually because you have really good time management And I know some people in my class who can do that. The, I didn't end up doing that, but I realized that I actually preferred to do the all day thing, which sounds weird, but it's because like, I realized like I'm the kind of student who like, if I want to, if you do the 40 hour thing, you have to be like very, very focused, not get distracted. And basically like come to school at like seven and just like start reading. And then like, don't lose focus till like five or six and then like leave and i realized like i did like the flexibility of just like kind of just kind of doing it throughout the day even if it's like all day because i have the flexibility at like five or three i could get like go and get coffee i don't have to like get up and like not like i don't have to like still be like glued to the book or if like something came up at five, I could still go to it and then come back to my reading at like seven. So, and then sometimes I'd like wake up early and finish it up like at six. It, it just like depends on the day, you know? And I feel like that flexibility every day, I was really scared of it before because people be like, oh, you're working to law school all day. And I'm like, that sounds like terrible. I'm not gonna do that. But then I realized it is all day, but like not really because if you do the whole all day thing, you're still like, you just have more flexibility, at least for me. Maybe I'm like, um, maybe I'm different. I don't know. Like, I don't know if like people had this experience, but yeah, if the all day people were saying like that one, like super laser focus all day, I'm like, I don't know. I don't don't believe them. I actually, but
1: yeah, I actually take the same approach because I also have like a little bit busier of a schedule this semester, which when I was re-listening to that podcast where we were talking about that, I remember I was super nervous coming into the semester and I was thinking, oh my God, I'm going to get fucked. I have five classes in person. And it turned out that my classes were actually pretty chill, and I actually and I actually really enjoyed them. And it wasn't as much work as I, I close thought. the
0: door behind by the way? Yeah.
1: And um, but I even though my schedule is probably a lot less than your schedule, I still take the flexibility approach because of the reasons you're saying. And so it is like I am doing schoolwork at 7 p.m. Yeah. sometimes, but it's like um, it's actually a productivity yeah. thing too because one of the things about um you know, your schedule is that it is good to make sure that you have, you know, flexibility for doing the things you want. to yeah, do.
0: Yeah. And I think it sounds, it sounds better on paper, like the whole, like, eight oh to yeah, five. eight to five. Um, and some people say like, you know, oh, it sounds worse on paper when you say like, oh, I was doing law school all day, but it's because it's not, from my experience, it's because it's not really all day i mean it is all day because like i will be technically it's like i was doing law school you're on call all day i was doing reading at 6 a.m and then i was reading at 10 p.m but then what they don't see is that i still had dinner with my family you know and i wasn't reading during then or you know i went to go get coffee on a coffee break and that's like 30 minutes you know or
1: And your brain needs that to be able to go back and and function. And it's really interesting too, because when you're doing an eight to five in the office, the average productivity is 30 to 40%. So most people working a eight hour workday are only productive for three or four hours on average. And the most productive people are on the four hours. That's what I'm saying is
0: it's physically impossible to do all the reading from eight to five, unless it's not like impossible, but you gotta be like, just very gifted way more productive like, than the people in an exactly. office exactly you gotta like productive. literally shut your mind off and not click like any youtube link do not take out your phone you gotta put in your locker and also like law school readings like pretty dense man so you have to be able to do the readings back to back to back which i knew people in law school who did that who did the entire week's next week's reading for like one class in a in a day like not a day in like a sit down like they'll sit down and they'll do like all the CRIM reading, like one shot, which is nuts. Like, I, I, I finish a reading and I need at least like 20 minutes to like reset my brain oh, for the yeah. next reading. Oh, yeah. So, well, like, the whole. Some um, people are just gifted that way. Yeah. You know?
1: The whole like 30 minutes on, five minutes off, or hour on, 10 minutes off is actually like statistically the most productive way you can be productive. And so, yeah. It's actually. It's actually, I feel like those people are lying to themselves in a way because it's like law of diminishing returns, you know. Like if you're actually trying to be that productive, it's like, I, it's like statistically it's like isn't give or it? take too, yeah. Because you like, need to give that you give those, yourself that you also break. can't
0: brief, so you can't brief if you um. At least I don't know unless I know someone. I mean, you could book brief. So there's like book briefing, which is just like highlighting the issues. But I would um, I would always I wrote a brief for every case I read um, like a full page brief for every case i read this year which is like what you're supposed to do not like they don't require it but like it's like a good way to like have a because cold calling when they cold call you it's usually like they're asking what's on your brief so if you have it all written out you have like a script so you don't have to be scared about cold calling so i would always write mine out and that takes up more time and the people i knew who did eight to fives who did do back-to-back readings they can't brief they have to at least they have to book brief or just take like bullet point notes and did you do that on notion notion all my briefs are on notion yeah so
1: because I didn't do briefs per se but we had like for one of my classes there was like a discussion topics and no one would bring notes but I I would always have the notes on notion Mm. and are you using the toggle drop-downs like I was saying too? is that been your go-to it yeah dude the toggle drop-downs are toggle drop-downs are game-changer because then when you're in that brief or when you're you get cold called on and they want you to talk about a specific topic you don't have to go through all your
0: notes. It's like boom. There's there it is. Yeah. You know? Usually, like so, this is like one class. Like I have like my my courses are like this. Yeah. I've seen I've seen this, yeah. but yeah, I haven't seen the, um, the updated. And my briefs are like toggled, yeah. and then it's just right here. So you know, I could like they'll ask like what what were the facts, and I'll be like, oh, here it is. Yeah. What was the issue, and I I just like write it, and then you know it helps me read the case, but also like really understand it because yeah. I have to I have to force myself to draw out the issue, draw out the whole I thing. I love
1: that you're using Notion, man. Every time I see your Notion, I'm like, dang, I'm so happy you're using Notion. Yeah, I, I, I oh, love yeah. that. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, it's, it's like such a cool thing. Um, but I have to ask one more element of your law school experience, which is um, how the hell did you have a girlfriend throughout all of this? And how is Sophia feeling about this? And how much time did you get to spend with
0: her? And how did you um, balance that? So I think it goes back to the same i've learned a lot like my first semester and i feel like it goes back to the people who put law school as like their god like not in just like even a spiritual way but just in like a straight up like that's that's like their number one goal in life is to be a successful lawyer and if you have that like sigma grind set which a lot of people do like a lot um then yeah it's gonna be really tough on your relationship not because you can't have a relationship but because there's always something to do you know like you're even if you do all the readings like you can always do your outlines or you can always like do hypos or you could always like um like you're never going to understand everything like you can understand everything to like a proficient level but to get to that like ultra understanding it does take a lot of time and you know, for some people like their entire drive, you can tell like their entire, like they're just their biggest goal in life, their purpose in their life, you could say is like to become a very successful lawyer and make a lot of money. And when you have, yeah, like, um, a girlfriend or a boyfriend during that time, like it's going to cut into that because you're going to be basically hanging out with that person. And it's like, in your head, you're going to be like, what am I achieving here? You know, like, Especially if you're not like.
1: It's hard to be present when you have so much to do.
0: Yeah. Like when you see this greater thing that's like going to like basically like give you a chance to make so much money in such a short amount of time. And you have this like SO who like, you know, who knows? Like maybe you're just dating the date. Maybe you're like, you don't even plan on like wifing them up or you're just kind of like waiting to see where it goes. Like you're just kind of like in that limbo where you're like, oh, like we're just going to like date for, you know, until whatever, until we get to that point then, yeah, it's going to put a strain on those kind of relationships. Not because those relationships are, like, bad, but just because, like, you got higher priorities. Like, something that's pressing. For me, you know, uh, like, like knowing that Soph is going to be, like, my wife, you know, in, in such a short amount of time, like, it's... And for me, obviously, being Christian, like, my wife goes above, like, my work. That's just, like, how it is. That doesn't mean, like, I necessarily give her more time. But it means that mentally, when I'm hanging out with her, I view that as more important than law school. Like, that's, like, and I never feel bad. You know what I'm saying? So, I didn't really go through that, honestly, thing that everyone was, like, freaking out about. About, like, the whole, like, oh, my gosh, like, your girlfriend's going to feel neglected. Like, first of all, she's a low-maintenance girlfriend who, like, is just very understanding and knew that I was going to law school. You have
1: to have that, too, because, I mean, I feel like... I feel like it, you're 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 saying this because Sophia is so cool. She you know is really mean? cool. You have to give some credit to Sophia yes, there because a lot of some credit. girlfriends, I think that you know you know they would be like, um, "Why aren't you hanging out with me? Right. Let's hang out right now!" Right. Like they wouldn't understand your pursuit and they wouldn't support you in that way. Definitely. And I mean,
0: literally, Sophia knew I was going to law school since we were friends. Since like I wasn't even dating her, I have made it very clear like that any relationship I'd be in, like. You know, I, I I can't guarantee, like, a strong time commitment. Just because I didn't know how law school was going to be like, and I've heard all the horror stories. So she's known that since, like, day one. And basically, like, she is very low maintenance. She's also in, like, tough school herself, you know, like, right. Meki. M- so How I think,
1: often do you guys see each other, like, during the... We
0: semester? actually, you know, it actually was quite often because we could just always study together. So that's another thing, too, is I think for relationships where the girl is not studying, not student, or... I don't know, like, she... Let's say, like, you're even older in life and she's just a stay-at-home mom. That is going to be tough. You know, like, for me and her, we had the advantage of, like, her just also having a lot to study for. Yeah. And we got to see each other because we could just, like, study together. And I'll I'll be honest, like, the whole semester... She's also low maintenance in the fact that, like, we didn't have, like, basically... We had, like, basically zero dates, like, the entire semester. You don't have any income. I don't have any income. Impossible. We also don't have the time. So... I mean, if you're, if, I guess I also have to credit her for that because, like, some girlfriends might be like, "Hey, like, I really want to go to this thing, or you want to have this like high quality hangout." I, I Sophia very low maintenance, so we really didn't have like any high quality hangouts. Like, I mean, we, I thought they were high quality because we're like she's. I home. know what you mean though. You mean you like, know what I'm saying? You
1: mean like you take her out on a date? Right. You're opening the car door you're you are you know you're you're spending the whole day together you're going to the yeah. beach you know it's like
0: that's we impossible. had very like i'd say like monotonous hangouts like it'd just be like you know we would go we would study and then get boba after or like get joe's after um eat at home
1: have your car break down at joe's yeah i know. not not break down get toad yeah. yeah
0: um but yeah it was very like i mean her being okay with that i guess is also like a a big sign that like she's kind of different than everyone else too but i don't know you know i feel like i was way more way more scared about it but ironically like i think because i had to realize that so many people law school is like their number one priority and honestly the school itself tells you to make it its number one priority like if they heard me like saying all this they'd be like well that's because nathan's not like um he's not like a good example of like what a student should be you know you should have this like number one and for a lot of people, it is, but I feel like my... You think you would
1: actually say that? I feel like what you're saying right now is so like...
0: Dude, definitely. Like our first orientation, that's why I was so freaking out like my first week because orientation week, they're just like, I don't want to say brainwashing because that's it's not brainwashing, but they're conditioning you to think that law school is like the most important thing in your life right now. And if it's not, then like you're not cut out for this. They They like go through like a lot of efforts to communicate that to you and honestly it's like i i actually like see their point like if i wasn't christian and i only had like one life and then yeah like why wouldn't you make it your number one priority because it's like this is like your ticket to like financial security like prestige it's only three years too and really the hard part of it is two years so yeah there's really no excuse to, like not make your first priority but for me like where obviously you know spiritually i'm in a different place like there's a hierarchy you know and law school i don't really see like logically from that perspective like it's supplanting like any of the things above it so and i didn't feel any like remorse for it even if like the most people in law school would disagree with me like i don't really care so i think that's also why i had a different like i was misinformed going in because i didn't take into account that like I have a different set of priorities than most people there. Like, literally, um, there's, like, a Christian club on my law school. There's, like, five people in it from, like, the whole law school. Wow. So it's, like, overwhelmingly secular. And are you in it as well? Yeah. (laughs) That's how I know it's five people. (laughs) And, like... How often do you guys meet? Dude, we met once in this entire semester (laughs) because even those people, like, they... I think they have law school above God. I'm not, like... I'm not in, like, a judgy way, but in just, like, a... It's easy to make it like, if it wasn't, and I honestly, I would probably put it first if it wasn't for everything I've been through, like academically, like, um, especially like in high school where that was like my number one priority. And I think I had to go through a lot of like, um, I had to go through my own like journey, you know, very interesting how you're describing
1: that too, because I think maybe I have a different understanding of that than you, that you can, uh, Teach me on because my what I think when we I we go hear to make it
0: part two too because um we could split the episodes because we're at thirty eight minutes
1: yeah so we're gonna talk about the next episode <laughs> we're gonna talk about the next episode and break down what Nathan means about putting God
0: first open it up with that bada bing bada bang later.